Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I believe we can make it through the night. <laughs> dream, 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 dream. I'm trying to harmonize it to work out at all. <laughs> oh, well, can you guess? We can hold a tune. We just are never coming out with a CD. <laughs> can you guess what our podcast episode is about today? Dreams, Rachel. It's about dreams. <laughs> Very good. We have a very dreamy episode that'll probably be full of puns for you today. Oh, God. <laughs> so we, uh, we're, we're going to give you some, some information that you can use in your everyday life. Uh, we're answering some questions that you guys had, too. Uh, if you're in our Facebook group, uh, the Good Luck Sleeping Podcast on Facebook, um, there was a couple things that we have posted about, mm-hmm. and you guys we're inquisitive of so we're gonna help y'all out yeah and we kind of dropped the ball in our last episode and we did not talk about our handles and kind of where you can find us and i know that we have some new listeners so before we jump into anything kayla will you please tell us or tell them where they can find us why is it always me (laughs) do you want I've got the spiel down. It's okay. I'll do it. I know you it. kind of do. It's kind of like you're our go-to because you say it so well. All right. Well, obviously, you can listen to us on goodlucksleeping.libsyn.com. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Um, and then we have our Facebook group, which is basically one of the big communities for mm-hmm. us where everybody kind of interacts and we show evidence if we have any. Um, that's the Good Luck Sleeping Podcast on Facebook. Yes. We also have Instagram, which is Good Luck Sleeping Podcast. Um, and then Twitter, which is the Twitter handle GL Sleeping. And I am kicking myself because I thought of a way better Twitter handle the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why didn't I name it GLS Podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so stupid. It's okay. It's <sighs> anyway, right. it's GL Sleeping. And um, yeah, that's where you can find us. And then also, uh, if you haven't noticed, we have a giveaway. If you give us an honest review on either iTunes or Stitcher before September 29th, September 29th is the cutoff date, you will be entered to be one of three lucky people who get a limited edition t-shirt from us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's really cute and you can find it on like all of our social medias. <laughs> I designed it myself. It's adorable. <laughs> So, yeah, check that out. And yeah, yeah, I mean, our feelings will only be hurt a little bit if it's not a nice review. But I mean, that's fine. <laughs> We're not sensitive. so It'll be fine. <laughs> 
I like to guilt our listeners into, you know, I've at noticed. least help us, helping us out a little bit here. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. How have you been? I've been good. Yeah. Today good. has been busy, busy. <laughs> yeah, it has. I actually cleaned my room, which is like a big <laughs> deal. When you're pregnant and you have a toddler, it is very, very hard to allocate any extra energy oh, to yeah. cleaning things that nobody's going to see. Absolutely. You know? Oh, that's so true. Yeah, so my my husband helped me halfway through and kind of had like a little meltdown. Like it was that bad. Like oh. we, we were really cleaning hard, <laughs> and we got through it. We came out stronger, and our room looks great. So that's right. I'm really glad you guys cleaned your room. That is so cute. <laughs> the bathroom's in the story. I'm going to get to that one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will. I'm I'm not joking when I say I'll come over and clean. I love I know, to clean. Well, I told I told uh, Dick Pirate that mm. um, we had to do this because you promised you would come help me. Yes. Sort, and I did not want you got walking in going, oh, God, it's, running away. <laughs> it's just laundry. I mean, there was so much. It's okay. I, as an Enneagram one, anytime I can organize or purge things or, you know, just clean, get things in order, make them shiny, I am as happy as a clam. Well, and that was the thing. Like, my closet had so many clothes that I was clinging to because mm-hmm. I wanted to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm on baby two now. It's not happening anytime soon. And I was like, I'm going to Marie Kondo this. And I walk in and they were literally covered in dust. Oh, like, does this bring me, you did the, does this bring me joy? <laughs> yeah, thing? I was like, well, this sure didn't bring me joy. <laughs> I filled up, I filled up a whole trash bag. Uh, Dick Pirate filled up a whole trash bag on his own and it looks so much better. That's great. It's not a good feeling. Oh yeah. man. And it was awful because Jack sometime around Christmas time had gotten hold of a pine cone oh. and like it got lost in the recesses of our closet, but mm-hmm. it broke apart. Oh. So every time we walked in there, it was like a minefield. Yeah. And so I finally vacuumed and I feel so good. And I sound like a hoarder admitting all this, but you know what? It looks good now. So I clean our like living area all the time. And <laughs> you have to. <laughs> yes. And it makes me feel so happy when things are in order. Like at the end of the day, when I can sit in my living room and all the toys have been put away, then I've and I've vacuumed or run the Roomba. Um <laughs> done all the dishes and I just sit and it's clean and that's the only time I can relax. Like I can't relax unless things are in their proper place. Yeah. So it bothers me. And I was talking to my husband about this. Like our basement below us, I'm pointing down, is a disaster zone. <laughs> like spider webs, disorganization, dust, like demons, dead bug carcasses. <laughs> Hopefully no <laughs> demons. Um, you know, it's just disgusting. And I think about it all the time. And I went to like my husband and I was like, how often do you think about the basement and how gross it is? And he's like, uh, when I have to walk down there. And I go... <laughs> I think about it like 10 times a day. <laughs> That's the type one in you. Yeah. And he's like, are you serious? We never see it. And I was like, yeah, I think about it literally all the freaking time. And if we don't clean it soon, I might lose my mind. And he's <laughs> like, okay, I don't ever want to be in your head. All right. Well, that's, I mean, usually what happens with our house, my child is a hurricane. And so there's no cleaning while he's awake. And then by the time night hits, I'm exhausted because I'm 26 weeks pregnant. Sure. So it's like weekend comes or he goes to his Gigi's house and I'm like, clean all the things, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I'm hitting that like nesting stage too where i'm like mm. we have to get this room ready for the baby you know and i was a psychopath during nesting stage i was with jack because we lived in a different place and it was a lot easier to do that yeah this time the baby's gonna be in our room so yeah. it's kind of like mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of space so right. i don't get to have like a nursery nursery you know right it's kind of more of a nightmare situation <laughs> thank you I like, that was, yeah, that was dreams, my pun, dream, pun i know yeah. i know <laughs> 
Well, since that was a great segue, um, I'm going to go ahead and give Kayla the floor. Oh my gosh. More like push me into starting my segment. Okay. So there are a couple of different types of dreams we're going to be talking about. Um, mine, I initially dubbed prophetic dreams. And then I started Googling and I realized I was wrong. Um, prophetic dreams are believed to be given by God for a specific purpose. Um, but there's people who have dreams that kind of like tell them something mm-hmm. that it's not really like God's telling them to go tell the world, you know? Sure. And those are called precognitive dreams. Okay. Okay, and I actually had a personal experience with this when I was a teenager. I don't remember the whole thing. I woke up and I journaled everything because it felt so important to me. Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact that one part of the dream that I remember to this day actually was trying to tell me something. And basically in this dream, I kind of wandered through uh, this facility, so to speak. And there were all these, it it was like alien people. Mm -hmm. It was really weird. And they were all different colors. And it was like each color was significant or symbolic of something. So there was like some of the guards were like yellow people. Okay. And they were really creepy. They made me feel really icky. Um, There was like, I remember walking to this room and it was like, I'm not saying like African-American, like black, like the physical color, Uh like stick people, but they were like writhing around on the ground and it felt like really dirty (laughs) and gross. And in this room, there was a ladder that went up to a room above it. And I started to climb the ladder up and I noticed there were a lot of red people in this room. And there were two familiar faces, uh, girls that I grew up with. And I just felt like that room and those girls, they were like beckoning me to come in with them. But it felt like a very bad sexual situation. Okay. Like they were in trouble. Okay. Sexually. Um, And I know for a fact that one of the girls was actually, later I found out, she had been, basically her mother was a druggie and gave her to men to oh, get drugs. Gosh. And she did not get out of that situation until she got married and had her children. And at this time we were in high school. So I, I knew her from uh-huh. seeing her at school and stuff, but I didn't know that part of her story until she came out about it later. Oh my gosh. Um, And the other girl, she wasn't really in that kind of situation, but she was kind of you know, struggling with her identity and maybe sleeping around a little bit, you know, just in meaningless relationships, she was searching for her identity and now she's happily married and life is great. But at that time I just felt like I needed to help them, but I didn't know how to help them. I felt crazy because I didn't, I was like 14 or 15 years old. What am I going to do? You know? Yeah. Weight's too big for your shoulders at that age. Exactly. So knowing now what I know, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I need to go back and read that journal and see what more was happening there. So for those of you who have had experiences like that, um, those are called precognitive dreams. Now there's a difference in that in like intuitive dreams. Um, I, I wrote down this little statistic. It said women with the intuition of their baby's sex get it right. 70% of the time women who dream their baby's sex are a hundred percent right. But that's except, me. <laughs> except for Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> but that's tied to an intuition because your body chemistry could be telling you things yeah. the way the baby's laying. You might be able to tell cause you know, all the old wives tales and all that. So intuitive dreams are not paranormal as they are things that we have a hunch on based off biology. 
um, dreaming we are pregnant and being pregnant, dreaming you get a raise when you know a review is coming up, those kind of things. Okay. You have a hunch. Precognitive dreams are predictions of the future without access to unpredictable knowledge of the future. For instance, I never could have known what that girl was going through. I had no inkling. I just knew her from school. You know, she'd never mentioned any of that. So there was no way I could know that. Yeah. Precognitions are mostly experienced in dreams. That is the sleep state and not in the state of wakefulness. They could be dreams of the unfortunate, like a natural disaster, an accident or a death, or indications of something good, like a birth in the family, the end of a war or a new invention. Usually if they happen while they're awake, they're considered premonitions. Yeah. If they happen to sleep, it's precognition. Um, when the Titanic sunk in 1912, Hundreds of people came forward with reports of psychic dreams about the demise of the great ship. Amazingly, it was possible to validate at least 19 of them, including one date-stamped letter. Does this prove that psychic dreams are real? No. This this is like from the skeptical side, okay? Right. So this isn't necessarily proving it, that that was a precognition or whatever. Those dreams support multiple dream themes. So people may commonly dream of sinking ships or crashing airplanes. Um, so it's highly likely that thousands of people, 19 of them, will dream about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, also, you have to remember that the Titanic was, like, boasted as this unsinkable ship. Right. You know, and it was its maiden voyage. So probably a lot of people were thinking about that, had the dreams, and it was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know. Right. So it's not necessarily true that those were precognitive dreams. Mm-hmm. Now, for... <laughs> This is kind of crazy. There were some famous precognitive dreams that came true. And in our last episode, I talked about Abe Lincoln and how he saw his doppelganger and he died. Uh-huh. Abe Lincoln also had a precognitive dream about his death. Interesting. So in 1865, two weeks before he was shot, <laughs> they wrote shot dead. Before oh. uh, <laughs> he was shot dead. Abraham Lincoln had a psychic dream about a funeral at the White House. In the dream, he asked who was in the casket and they replied, the president of the United States. He told his wife about the dream, but neither of them took it to heart. For on the night of his assassination, he gave his bodyguard the night off. Maybe he was just like coming to terms with me. So much has happened. He's just be like, all right, I'm just, I'm giving into it. Yeah. Okay. So then after Abe Lincoln, Mark Twain had a precognitive dream. He dreamed that he saw his brother in a casket. And unfortunately, a week later, his brother died. Oh, Um, the Roman emperor Martian had a dream in which he saw the bow of Attila the Hun breaking and it was on the night of Attila's death. Oh. Joan of Arc had seen her own death in a prophetic dream. Precognitive. Whatever. Uh, and then golfer Jack Nicklaus is said to have found a new way of holding his golf club in a dream. And Einstein is said to have conceived the theory of relativity in a dream. Oh, that's that's actually really cool. Yeah. So there's actually with those records of classic examples, it kind of begs you the question um, whether you can change the future with precognitive dreams. Uh huh. Uh huh. Butterfly effect stuff. Yeah. Okay. So the power of lucid dreaming, which Ah, we have talked about, offers a unique opportunity to ask for specific information about the future. So next time you start lucid dreaming, Rachel. Yes. Why don't you ask him what the winning lottery numbers are? (laughs) Uh, Uh, Just like Googling the next week's weather, we can become conscious in our dreams and ask unpredictable information, such as the lottery numbers. Uh, What will be NASDAQ's best performing stock tomorrow? What will be the flight number of the next major commercial plane crash? Extensive research has been done to explore the various facets of precognitive dreaming. It has been found that individuals with a creative bent of mind receive precognitions of better clarity. 
So we could potentially be very, very wealthy from this. Indeed. <laughs> um, the rate of those precognitions turning true is higher in, or in creative people as well. Okay. Um, it's also observed that people who practice yoga or meditation on a regular basis receive clearer precognitions of the future. And the rate of those turning true is again higher in them. That makes sense. So you got to be one with yourself. It is said that the more you use your precognitive abilities, the better at recognizing and using them, it'll it'll sharpen your ability to do so. Okay. So if you guys have had experience with that, keep trying. (laughs) You might find yourself... It gets better. Yeah, it gets better for once. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) So did Abraham Lincoln predict his death? That's a valid question. Is that why he sent home his bodyguard that night? These... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Precognitive dreams are surprisingly associated with psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, individuals who possess psychic powers have prophetic dreams and precognitive experiences in the form of psychic dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, psychic dreams can also be in the form of telepathy. Uh, that is when there's no physical communication channel and the communication is believed to take place mind to mind. So we could like speak in a dream. Wow. <laughs> that would be, that would be so fun. Send me a card next time. Yeah. It would all just be podcast ideas. Like yeah. that's what it would be. We would just be like, oh, we would, we just literally went to bed talking about this, but we're going to continue. Maybe that's it. why we keep finding all these tie-ins with each oh, topic. Cause our, our sleep people are talking to exactly. each other. Our sleep uses. <laughs> doppelgangers um so like there's things that develop precognition there are things that can hamper it as well so if you don't like it studies show that alcohol increased stress levels and mental fatigue impair precognitive abilities mm-hmm. um perhaps the one thing that hampers it is a disbeliever so my husband will never have a precognitive dream <laughs> or maybe somebody who disbelieves about the Loch Ness Monster even though you, you know provide what? very <laughs> valid information and research <laughs> Kayla Oh my gosh. Even if you experience precognitions in dreams or through intuition, but never pay attention to them or never try to derive the meaning of them, your abilities will not develop at all. And if you ignore them, you probably will never realize you even have that strength. Okay. I found it really interesting because I feel like I have some of the ESP and, you know, those sensitivities anyway, Uh that I had had one of those dreams. Interesting. I have very vivid dreams, almost nightly. I do too, especially since being pregnant. Yeah. I remember they were, well, I don't, I just, every time I wake up, I'm like, whoa. Like, they always seem very, very, very real to me. They don't just seem like, oh, that was a nice story I look up to. It seems like I was like going through that in the night and it almost feels like it makes my sleep not so restful. Have you ever? <laughs> oh, no. I had an alien sex dream. <laughs> what if I was abducted, Rachel? Where did this come from? <laughs> love field no dang i was was thinking like about vivid dreams i've had i've had i've had a dream where i woke up thinking joe had cheated on me Uh and i was mad at him Uh and like spent the whole day sulking and he's like what is wrong i've had those dreams too but i'm like you cheated on me in my sleep yeah you know but then there was the one where i woke up and i made the mistake of telling him about my alien sex dream and he never let it go so that was like burned into my mind (laughs) um no, but they're very, very vivid. And a lot of, and I think there have been a few times where like, 
everything seems familiar. I really need to like start keeping a dream journal because I feel like I am missing out on, <laughs> on maybe some things that my dreams are trying to tell me. Exactly. Um, because they do fade quickly if you don't write them down. So, you know, yeah. maybe another takeaway from this episode is if you do not have a dream journal and you're interested in dreams, start keeping one. Dream, 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 dream. <laughs> All right. All right. You just totally hijacked no, my song. I was going to say, like, try no, to. I'm done. I'm done. I wanted to harmonize. <laughs> Fine. Dream. Do you know what harmonizing is? Yeah, okay. I'll I'll take the I'll take the melody, you take the harmony. Dream, 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 dream. I don't even know how to harmonize with that song. I don't think We're also musicians and we're gonna be starting a band. That's our next venture. No. All right, so my portion here is recurring dreams and dream symbolism. So the simple definition of a recurring dream, if you didn't know, (laughs) (laughs) it's in the title by the literal two words that are in the title. Um, Many people have the same or a similar dream many times over either a short period of time or throughout their life. So recurring dreams usually mean that there is something in your life that you have not acknowledged that is causing you stress of some sort. The dream repeats because you have not corrected the problem. An article from Psychology Today by Michelle Carr, who is a PhD, says that recurrent dreams occur between 60 and 75% of adults and more often in women than in men. The common themes include being attacked or chased, falling, being stuck, being late, missing or failing an exam, or even losing control of a car. You know why it's more common for women? Why? Because we go to sleep thinking about all the stuff that we did that was stupid in that day. Yep. All the stuff we've got to do tomorrow. <laughs> and we're more intuitive. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I know. But men lay down. They're like, <laughs> I <know. laughs> we're just like, <sighs> how do they do that? I don't know. But then they keep me up with the snoring too. So it's like, I, I can't even go into that. <laughs> Because my blood pressure will rise to the point of me being (laughs) visibly upset. Okay. Uh, She goes on to say, theoretically, recurrent dreams are assumed to reveal the presence of unresolved conflicts or stressors in an individual's life. This is corroborated by findings that recurrent dreams are usually accompanied by negative dream content and that they are associated with lower psychological well-being, which makes sense because you're stressed and that's why you're having these dreams. Yeah. Recurrent dreams often start at a young age, but can begin at any time and typically persist for the rest of one's life. The fun. (laughs) The theme of missing an exam, to take one example, commonly begins during college years when the stress (laughs) of performing well may be more intense than ever before. However, this theme may carry forward as a recurring dream for many years, even as one moves on to a career. The missing an exam dream may reappear the night before an important job interview or an evaluation at work. It makes sense. That's actually happened to me. Like, I didn't have it multiple times, but I remember like the night before I was supposed to be at a new job, I woke up thinking that I'd missed my alarm and Mm -hmm. I was late for an exam. Exactly. (laughs) So the circumstances may change, but the same feelings of stress and the desire to perform well can trigger the relevant recurrent dream. Which is, I don't want to be late for that dream. So I have a couple of recurring dreams in my life. Um, One of them is, it's always around school. So it is the exam (laughs) or like, I find out, I think I've mentioned this before, that I'm about to graduate, but I realize that I don't have enough credits. Oh gosh, that's the worst. Oh, it's so stressful. Or like... 
I can't find this one class. I'm supposed to be in like biology 101 and I'm wandering around this, like what seems to be a labyrinth of a school and I cannot figure it out. Yeah. Um, another one is I'm walking on a balance beam. It's like in a dark dungeony type room and I'm walking on a balance beam and below me are these like terrifying creatures that are kind of jumping and trying to like nip at me. But if I stay on this balance beam that I'm safe and I'm like trying to get to the other side and I don't know if I ever reach the other side. I don't think I do. I think I'm always just kind of like wavering. I feel like that's on the night that you read creepypasta to go. <laughs> it's probably telling me, Hey, stop doing this. Exactly. <laughs> so I found an article called nine common dreams and what they supposedly mean by Kendra Cherry. And, uh, you know, we're going to take a look at maybe not nine of them, but we're going to take a look at a few common themes and see what these supposedly mean. So being naked in public, what do you think that means? Uh, you're afraid of being exposed. Maybe, maybe you're like emotions. You don't want to be vulnerable. 100%. You feel exposed or you are afraid of revealing your shortcomings. Being chased. Uh, depends on what you're being chased by. And a lot of these are relative. It depends on who's in your dream, the circumstances around like what's happening in your life. I mean, dreams are very, very personal, which is yeah. why it's really hard for me, you know, to say like, this is what this means because it just depends on the person. But generally it says if you're being chased by an animal, that may mean you are hiding from your feelings such as anger or other emotions. If you're being chased by a mysterious figure, it may represent a childhood trauma or negative event in your life. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry for all those people that just realized that their childhood was bad. So sorry, guys. Um, if you're being chased by someone of the opposite sex, it may mean you are afraid of commitment or... Okay, losing teeth. What do you think that means? Maybe you're worried about your health and you don't want to admit it. Maybe. That's not what that paper says. <laughs> no, but it could. <laughs> Uh, you're worried about your attractiveness or appearance. Oh. You may have put your foot in your mouth recently, or you may be afraid that you're losing power in your life, you know, because okay. your teeth are kind of what gives you nourishment. If you don't have them, then you're kind of screwed type of a thing. Okay. Falling. Oh, ideas. I had a dream like that. It literally made my stomach flop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. don't know. I just compared it to the fact that I'm terrified. <laughs> I didn't think about a deeper meaning. So something in your life may not be going well and you need to rethink your choices. Uh, you feel you failed at something or you feel like you have a loss of control. Mine was just like I was on a roller coaster ride and I fell out of the seat. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's a literal nightmare. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Dying. Maybe you're afraid of dying. <laughs> I, I was about to say, that was, that was kind of obvious. Uh, they said possibly anxiety about change, fear of the unknown, or you or someone close to you is growing up or moving on and you are mourning them or okay. that stage. Taking a test. Well, that's just stress, that I think. It is very stressful. Uh, you feel unprepared, possibly, mm -hmm. or you have a fear of failure. And the last one I'm going to look at is flying. I don't know that I've ever had a flying dream. Maybe that's like you have hopes and aspirations. Maybe that's a positive one. Is that a positive mm -hmm, one? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, maybe. Two options, okay. they say. <laughs> one of them is you feel free and independent. Okay. Another one is a desire to flee or escape from the challenges of life. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Um, so a little closing thoughts here before we kind of do a fun little activity. Um, dreams recurring or not, they give you an insight into your, these are my own words. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a budding author. No. 
Recurrent or not, give you an insight into your life and feelings. So if you have a recurring dream, which gives you anxiety, your dream theme will help you understand the steps you need to take to ease your worry. Don't think of tense and chaotic dreams as solely negative. They are there to help guide you to a better state of mind if you take the right steps in your waking life. Okay. So. Awesome. Yesterday, I asked for help in our little Facebook group. And again, as Kayla said, if you are not a member of our Facebook group, please join it if you have the Book of Faces because you're missing out. You are. <laughs> we do a lot of fun things and we really, we interact there. And that's kind of where we pull a lot of help for episodes. Well, um, if you submit an idea on there, we're definitely going to put it on our list to consider. Exactly. And um, I asked yesterday if anybody had any, you know, reoccurring symbols in their dreams or themes, because I have this little book that I forgot about until recently, and it's called Dream Decoder. And you can uh, interpret over 1000 dream symbols. And it's by Jules Taylor. And we're going to look at some of your dreams and what they possibly mean. And I'm going to use Kayla's help here from what we've just learned from our episode thus far. And we're going to use the book also. All right. So we're going to look at your dreams and together we're going to quote unquote interpret them. I don't think we need to put a disclaimer out there that we are not professionals and definitely don't take this too much to heart but maybe you'll find some insight so and you know if it turns out to like really help your life you can totally like pay us through <laughs> we will take credit <laughs> okay so sarah says i dream i need to make an emergency call or call 911 and can't dial correctly i've had that dream also i haven't had the dream like that in a while it's not a specific dream but it's a recurring dream then one time in real life i needed to call 911 and kept having issues before finally completing the call oh Oh, so what you dream? Maybe that was a precognitive dream. Yes, instead of a recurring dream, if yeah. it happened, that could have been. That could have been. Or what could that actually mean? That There's could be like a deep meaning behind. I it. think that I, in in my head, from what we've researched, I think whenever there's something that you really need to do and can't do it, or whatever, or are trying to do, and it's important, I think that's just a fear. Maybe fear of failure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or a fear of rejection, potentially. Yeah, stress under important circumstances. So I don't know if there's too much to look up under there. But pressure. but yeah, could have been, could have been. Under, oh, I see what you did there. We're singing again. Do you want me to harmonize? No. <laughs> All right, uh, Bridget, always a volleyball dream. Usually a sign I'm stressed or worried in real life about something. In the dream, I can never find the right court I'm supposed to play on. I'm late for a match. I can't find the ball, things like that. I think that ties right into like the school dream, you know, when you can't did, find a class. You know, or, you I know, do Bridget, know Bridget. Does, mm-hmm. Did she play volleyball? She did play volleyball. Okay. Yeah. So this is like a realistic thing. Right, right. So, and again, she says that she has it when she's stressed. So, uh, Kimberly, Kimberly, I'm so sorry I said your name. Kimberly. <laughs> It's something like marbles in my mouth or something. I don't know what happened. Um, Kimberly says that she has a recurring dream that I'm trapped in a house with boarded up windows and doors and I can hear kittens crying. When I find oh. when I find the kittens, they are always mutated and deformed. I'm desperate to get them out because they need help, but I can't find a way out or a tool to pry the boards off the windows. I can hear people outside the house, but they can't hear me. That okay. sounds like it's from Haunting at Hill House or whatever that Netflix show was oh, with the show. kittens. I couldn't get through it. When oh. I saw the kittens with the, eye, the white eyeballs, I was like, nope. Oh, that's so true, though. It is just like that. Did you did you have this dream before or after seeing that Haunting show? at Hill House. Okay. But we are going to pause here because I'm going to look up 
I'm going to see if I can look up a few of those symbols. I'm going to look up kittens. All right. So with cats, the book says that cats have always been be- been viewed as magical uh, from the Egyptian worship of them through uh, the fear of witches familiars to the affectionate, soothing kit- kitties of today. Their ability to extricate themselves from the most perilous conditions, which led them to like the whole nine lives belief, um, their independence, grace, skill in hunting, and the occasional casual cruelty make them entirely different from every other animal we know. Hmm. But they can't get out of the boarded up house. So if you like or own cats, a cat in a dream is going to indicate something favorable. If you dislike them or are afraid of the cats, the opposite will apply. So let's say that... I wonder if it's like she's stressed about not being able to reach that favorable yeah, outcome. Right. Could be. And a home... I didn't... I couldn't find like a home with like boarded up windows. But if you dream about a house... Dream of acquiring a house. No, that won't work. It's very personal, you know, so I think the house is very personal. It's where feel the... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Safest. It's your comfort area. But she's trapped in there. But she's trapped in there with these kittens. It's just, <laughs> we're going to call it stress. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. You're stressed about not reaching your potential or the ideal outcome. Yeah. So I would, I would be, say that's what that is. Yeah, I would be stressed <laughs> if, I was, <laughs> if I was in that situation. Okay. Um, Jamie, I frequently dream I am in my great-grandparents' house and I keep finding hidden rooms. And then I'm outside of the house on the railroad tracks and my great-grandma, who died when I was a toddler, is about to say something and I wake up. I never hear what she has to say. I have that dream a few times a year for as long as I can remember. Oh, that's so frustrating. Mm. So look up like if you see a loved one. Okay. So with grandparents, they mean, it says, although the meaning of the image will depend on your feelings about your grandparents. <laughs> I, yeah, it's all, it's all personal. Um, in general, in dreams, they represent stability and caring. Oh. Grandparents can also represent family roots, especially if you have never met them or if they are deceased. So family roots, maybe it's just something from your past that you're still trying to figure out. Or you're just mourning them and you miss them. Maybe you're stressing yourself out so much that you wake up before you can hear what they have to say. And the house thing. I mean, Rachel, you've had a dream that you were in a house and it like had all these rooms and uh-huh. it's always changing. Yes. Yeah. That could just be like the changing times and you're having a hard time. Where you feel like your stability is being shaken a little bit. Yeah. You're having a hard time adapting to the changes maybe. Okay. Uh, Samantha, I constantly have dreams where I'm running away from something. I'm always with someone that part changes and I go in and out of different scenery. So like in the beginning of the dream, I'll be running through a mall and then a neighborhood and then a desert. I have to dodge obstacles and sometimes characters in my dreams stop me and talk to me, but I'm always in a hurry to get away from what I'm running from. I think we already covered that with one of the mm-hmm. common reoccurring dreams is that you're you're being chased. Yeah, it just depends on what you're being chased from. It either means you're hiding from feelings it may res- represent a childhood trauma or an- it may represent a negative, you know, event that's happened in your life or commitment. So 
I so examine know. your life and figure out which one of those it may be. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another Sarah says, I'm a paramedic and I have a recurring dream that my dad goes into cardiac arrest in his home and I have to resuscitate him. I have had periods of deja vu where I realize I've dreamt about an event after it happens. Okay. So that's what Kayla was talking Pre-cognitive about. Precognitive dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one about, you know, having to resuscitate your dad, that could just be like anxiety related because you see so much of that with the job that you have. Mm-hmm. That- and it's somebody that's close to you. So you don't want the, the scariness of your work to kind of travel into your everyday life. Yeah. And when you're going to sleep, you're probably dwelling on those things. I mean, I can't imagine watching someone die and then going to sleep and not thinking about it. So right. it probably is just stress that's leaking into the dreams. Or maybe you have stress around your dad. Like if you're worried about his health, if you're worried yeah about his you know life habits that might be something to talk to him about yep okay adrian says not a dream however a couple of years ago i did wake up paralyzed laying on my stomach facing the wall and i felt the presence of two beings standing behind me and both were whispering in my ear saying follow me we have to show you you can do it They kept saying this, and then I felt myself slowly sliding along my bed as if I was being pulled, even though I could not move. Moments later, what I can only describe as a powerful energy or presence appeared and said, leave. And then the whole room fell silent, and I could move again, and I was wide awake. Needless to say, I didn't sleep for the rest of the night, but still a profound experience I won't forget. I think... If you haven't, you need to listen to our sleep paralysis episode because that definitely sounded like sleep paralysis. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, thank God something came in and told them to leave. But oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is terrifying. I'm so sorry that happened to you, Adrian. <laughs> genuinely. Okay. Karen says, I have dreamed about tornadoes my whole life. So let's look up. Girl, me too. <laughs> really? I need to know what this means. Yes. I've got it. I've got it right here. So tornado. Tornadoes form swiftly and wreak enormous damage and harm and usually dissipate as suddenly as they started. So in your waking life, they are asking, is your subconscious warning you of the probable disastrous outcome of a proposed course of action or brief affair? I don't know what it means. By brief <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we just got down and dirty. Um, I mean, I was a teenager and I was not having any affairs. So I don't think that's what mine was. I think, I think maybe brief affair means like brief part of time. I'm not I sure. Know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was joking. Honestly, I think it just means chaos. It's yeah. just chaos. Feeling so, out of control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely out of control feelings for sure. Plus one of my biggest fears is tornadoes. So oh. that doesn't help. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, Claire. I have lots of snake dreams. They are usually everywhere, and I tread carefully to get around them. They are also very brightly and vividly colored. Ooh. There's often small children in these dreams, but not always. Okay, I would say the small children are probably things that you need to protect. Um, Can you look up what it means when there's, like, colors? Because my dream, too, had a lot of colors that I felt were, like, significant. Okay. And if she's dreaming of snakes with specific colors. I mean, we can't obviously tell which colors, but if... Right. You could throw out a couple of top colors or something. I am also going to look up snakes here. So there's a lot on snakes. So it says the snake is a very ancient and complex symbol appearing in almost all cultures and mythologies. It is seen as Kundalini, the serpent energy that coils up the spine as the serpents twining the staff of <laughs> okay, Asclepius, the Greek god of healing, as Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we know Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. <laughs> the feathered serpent of the Aztecs and Nidhogg, the serpent that gnaws at the roots of the world tree. Oh, God. 
something in something that's a norse myth and oh, as, yeah yeah i actually know about that one and as the tempter snake in the biblical garden of eden Duh. it represents both the positive and negative in one creature and it can be perceived as a symbol of healing of female power of authority destruction sex or evil take your pick <laughs> <laughs> while it's sensible to treat them with caution many people fear that the idea of snakes rather than their physical body the fact that they can move so swiftly without legs over any surface and rear up with just their body as support the lidless eyes and the flickering tongue make snakes appear somewhat eerie uh, one special serpentine symbol is the Ouroboros. <laughs> the Ouroboros that I talked about. Oh, you're Illuminati right. You're right, you're right, you're right. The snake swallowing its own tail. It represents Infinity. either the circle of life, birth, death, renewal, and all uh-huh. things in balance or self-destructive behavior. So. <laughs> Which the Illuminati fully embraced. Yes. Okay, and then the colors. Okay. So, and colors, if you dream in colors. People who are very aware of color will usually dream in color, while those who aren't may find that their dreams are mostly in black and white. Occasionally, one or two colors will predominate, and these dreams are worth examining in detail, noting what objects were colored and how. Colors are often associated with particular emotions, so... Oh, so if it's like red snakes, maybe you're angry, or... Right. You know, blue snakes, maybe you're at peace. Well, it says like yellow, um, despite its sunny, cheerful hue, yellow has come to symbolize cowardice, deceit, and irresponsibility. Oh, okay. But it could also represent like a cheerful emotion. (laughs) Cool. Um, Orange, warm and responsive. Orange generally suggests optimism and cooperation, so okay. We're not going to get into all of the colors. You can but. probably Google the specific colors because we don't know which ones you saw. Right. Um, but I'm sure that's out there. Sarah. Another Sarah. <laughs> we have a lot of Sarahs. We do. <laughs> oh, it says, my mom and I dreamed simultaneously <gasps> the same dream from different perspectives. I was three. Telepathy. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I dream of my teeth crumbling or falling out. So. Okay. No, no go back. I need okay. to know more about oh. the first dream. <laughs> Did she put more? No, no, Sarah. No, no. <laughs> that is fascinating. It was just a teaser. Yep. I mean, that just sounds like you guys were having like telepathic dream there. Yeah. Oh, very, very Those cool. Are really cool. Yeah. Beth said, recurring dream of the first day of school and not having my class schedule. I always have that dream. Oh my gosh, where I don't have my class schedule. Yes, I have that too, too Beth. Um, never remembering my locker combo or knowing where my locker is. Over time, this recurring dream, I've figured out my locker combo and now remember it from dream to dream inception style. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's like you've overcome your stress. Maybe. At least in that particular area. Yeah. I don't know if like the other things are still going around where you don't know your schedule or, you know, all that. But I would say if you're having that dream around, you know, maybe like a work change, that that's a stress or a fear yeah. of failure. Yeah. Connie says, I frequently dream that I bought a huge Victorian house that has been abandoned for years and is haunted. In every dream, I am renovating a different room. Each room is haunted in a different way, and it is always terrifying. In the last dream, I was going to work on the basement. I got colder with every step that I took, and I could hear something shuffling towards or shuffling somewhere in the darkness. Naturally, the light didn't work. My flashlight started to blink, and when I reached the bottom of the step, my flashlight died, and something cold and scratchy grabbed my foot. I woke up with an anxiety attack. Wonder what room I will be renovating in my next dream. Okay, okay. And then it was Connie. Connie. Mm-hmm. Connie, you need to write this stuff down, because you could sell that crap mm-hmm. to, like, mm-hmm. a Hollywood producer, and that mm-hmm. would make a fantastic horror movie. That would be so scary. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please do. Oh. 
I mean, it just goes, I mean, when you're renovating, you're always stirring up spirits. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that makes sense. You're like living the script of a horror movie. So write it down. So what, but have we like covered what it, what it means to, we really haven't looked into what it means to dream about your own home. Well, that was acquiring a house. You, you found something. Oh, I did. I did find a house. That's right. That's right. That's right. So no, I think I did read it. Did you? I did. I thought you just said home. Okay. Nope. I found it. Okay. Okay. So I think I talked about a house, but I didn't talk about like your home. Your home represents yourself, your body, mind, and psyche. The size and state of your home in your dream is, is intimately connected with your perception of yourself and changes over time as you develop and learn. It may be influenced how you are feeling at the time. If you're depressed, your home might appear dark and gloomy. Illness may be reflected by a home full of sharp obstacles or being far too hot if you're feel if you feel under threat or scrutiny you may dream of living in a greenhouse or a conservatory on another level your home and your dreams reflects both where you are now and where you want to be if you're like your home if you like your home and feel safe and comfortable there your dream home will resemble it to a large extent even if the dream version is a tweaked image to make it more perfect Okay, so if she doesn't feel comfortable and safe, then that means maybe she feels uncertain in her life. Or maybe, yeah, I don't want to get like too too deep on it, but like, <laughs> you know, maybe it's like a, a confidence thing too, yeah. you know, where, you know, you, you Do don't... Do you have insecurities? Yeah, Connie? just about any type, any <laughs> any avenue in your life or in yourself. <sighs> Again, we're not professionals, guys. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay. We're grasping at straws with some of these, but it's fun. It is. Uh, Mark says, my recurring dream is where I am with friends and it is at a mall. This mall is not a mall I know and my friends are faceless. And I've had this dream in total of five times. Okay. While you're looking that up, I just want to say that I read one time that the people in your dreams, the ones that are faceless or you may not recognize them, you've actually seen them in real life and your brain just saves that and puts it into your dream world. Haven't we talked about that in a podcast episode once or maybe not i don't think so interesting but i read that somewhere is that like everybody in your dreams you have encountered them at some point in your life you don't just dream up random people that you've never seen that really kind of makes you creeped out in awe of how <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know powerful your brain really is i know oh, that's crazy and especially when they're faceless it's usually because your brain could not keep all of that info so oh Oh, um, I did find like shops. I couldn't find okay. mall, but I found shops and it said the type of shop represents an area in your life which needs attention. The significance of the dream depends on what sort of shop it was and how you feel about shopping and waking life. I don't really feel like that fits book. Maybe if you're in the food court, you need to um, reevaluate your eating habits. Or if you're in a clothing store, you're insecure with the way your body looks. Okay. Chelsea says i had a repeating dream for years as a child um though it was always more like a nightmare when i was very little i can still remember every detail to this day and it has a twist about the location it takes place it's said that we only see the faces of people that we have actually seen in our waking hours hey you just said that (laughs) whether it be in life or in magazines or tv etc i feel the same goes for places except in this case the dream would start out in a car ride down a two-lane road in a heavily wooded area, and the air, there was an air of suspense or f- and fear to it, like we were running away from something. I never saw the face of the driver either, nor if Ooh, they were... Oh, it's a mystery person. Yeah, nor if they were a man or a woman, but the car would always come to a screeching halt at a bridge. I would get out and begin walking across the bridge, only to find a dirt path at the other end, leading downward to the underside of the bridge. 
I would walk towards the path and a wolf was there snarling. That's the point I would wake up. Here's the kicker. It's a place that up to my 20s that I had never seen or visited. I nearly ran off the road driving when I came upon it the first time. Ooh. <gasps> oh, I, I just got chills for real. And I came across it a second time while looking at houses this summer. This dream started when I was around four or five, and I would dream it a few times a year till I was a teen, and then it was less frequent. The last one I can remember having was during my first year of college. Ooh. Okay, okay. I think there's a lot to dissect here. First of all... I'm going to look up wolves, but keep going. Yeah, okay. So being chased by the mysterious figure, uh, unfortunately, you may have had a childhood trauma or a negative event in your life that maybe you're blocking out. Um, Also... We are not therapists. We don't know for sure. Please take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then also, it could have been a precognition. I don't know if you were like shopping for houses. Maybe it was showing you your future house. Yeah. Did you find something about wolves? I did. Okay. Um, my husband actually has a recurring dream about a wolf and it's like chasing him and like he wakes up as he's falling into like its open mouth. So. Okay. Chased by an animal means you are hiding from your feelings. What is he hiding? What are you hiding from, babe? <laughs> if you're listening to this. Okay. So wolf. Wolves have a somewhat ambivalent reputation. On the one hand, they're seen as romantic creatures and on the other as predators. The meaning of the image in the dream will depend on your view of the animal, what it means to you. Do you see the wolves as survivors, noble, faithful animals, or wise guides, vicious killers, cooperative pack animals? So it does not sound positive in your case. But (laughs) again, a lot of these dreams, I think it's insane that you saw the place in your dream. That's crazy, especially if it's been like recurring throughout your life. I think I would have wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you kept driving in a straight line, but it could just be like a stress or, you know, a lot of these dreams, regardless of what it says, could, could be a stress dream and you're worried about something and you just feel kind of a little bit out of control. So Kayla just looked up a little bit more and what did you say? I, I said that it, you're dreaming about a house again. So mm-hmm. we already talked about the houses and the meaning of whether you felt safe, like it felt like your house or whether it was like a scary thing. And I think that maybe it was a precognitive thing of like you were supposed to pay attention when you did see that house. Maybe something else was happening around you or maybe the emotions you were feeling in that moment, your body was trying to prepare you to pay attention to that moment because you needed to oh, that remember something. Yeah. And it's trying to jar you. Yeah. At the moment so that you can see it. Did which, you end up? Which kind of comes <laughs> comes with the next territory of the uh, number sequences. Interesting. So, so I, it says when you were looking at houses, did you end up getting that house? <laughs> Chelsea, thinking please report it. back because <laughs> we would love to know. Yeah, that would be crazy if you got your quote unquote dream house. Yeah. Or maybe if you put it all together, if you were running from like a negative thing in your life, maybe that house was like a symbol of hope and freedom and, you know, prosperity. And so once you reach that point in your life, you can feel confident that you have escaped whatever you're trying to run from. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Trying to spin it on a positive note. Okay. There's a few more. All right. We're going to go ahead and finish up here. I think there's three more and we're going to go over them a little quickly because I think that we've covered a lot of these, um, you know, the symbolism behind these before. So the themes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of you seem to have like the same sort of themes. Yeah. As we do as humans. Yeah. So Heather says, when I was a server, I dreamed that I was the only person working in the restaurant and the restaurant was full, but no one would ever leave. And it was awful. That sounds like stress and work anxiety. Yes. Were you happy in your job at that time? (laughs) That's what I would ask. That sounds like an anxious, definitely an anxious dream. Todd. (laughs) Hey, Todd. (laughs) 
says, whenever I hear my wife chew ice, I have a dream that that night that my teeth fall out of my mouth. <laughs> Settings could be different, but I always remember that detail. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> well, I know Todd personally, and I know that he is not a fan of going to the dentist and the doctor. So maybe it gives him anxiety uh, to hear like the teeth sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, if his teeth were to fall out, he'd be screwed because he doesn't want to go. That's true. Get it fixed. That's true. So it's like a health anxiety kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I, it's probably like some kind of phobia mm-hmm. <laughs> where, you know, you, there's that phobia where you hate the sound of chewing mm-hmm. in general. So if you're like that, Todd, then that could be what it is. Lindsay, last dream. I had a recurring dream until just after my 18th birthday. It was of me getting into a car accident. It was always in a different car and it was something during the, sometimes during the day and sometimes at night. The dreams started just before my 15th birthday and they were so real. I had trouble concentrating during my driver's ed. What's crazy is in the dreams I always, or I died many different ways and it was always just before my 18th birthday. I was always by myself in the car and the radio was playing music and I was singing along to a song that was my favorite song. I could have harmonized to it if you wanted. Uh, (laughs) The thing is the song wasn't a real song I have ever heard. They freaked me out so bad that I didn't get my license until after I turned 19. I was okay driving with my mom on permit because in the dreams, I was always alone. But oh. even driving on my permit with my mom in the car left me left me with this uneasy feeling. I would sometimes daydream this happening while at school. After I turned 18, they just seemed to stop. I was still afraid of how vivid and real the dreams were. I always died alone and in pain in them. I waited until I turned 19 to get my license just to be sure. I never really told anyone about the dreams except for my mom and my grandmother. We didn't have the money or room for the extra car and I lived a block from the school. They just figured or they figured I was being practical and didn't mind walking. Nah, I just didn't want to have that dream come to fruition. I mean, I think that it's ang- so interesting. Yeah, I think it's ang- obviously anxiety about something that you were scared about. And maybe it was a precognitive dream that you surpassed because you didn't get your license until after the dream age happened. Yeah. And dying is also a fear of the unknown. So maybe you were afraid of growing up and being on your own. Yeah. I mean, since you were alone in the dream, that could signify moving out of the house because usually 18 is the age that you do that. You go off to college, you're by yourself. Oh, that's true. Maybe it was an anxiety of just going through that phase of life. You weren't ready for it. Mm -hmm. Could be could be thanks guys for sending that in that was really fun yes thank you guys for participating and letting us kind of dig in and again you could just be like the whole time that we're talking no that's absolutely incorrect (laughs) in my life and you know what that's cool (laughs) we tried Okay, so one other thing um, in the group a couple weeks ago, I shared this article about this baby that was born on July 11th, weighing seven pounds and 11 ounces at 7 p.m. 11 minutes past. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. And uh, it was just crazy. I think the mom also had dreams that he was going to be born on July 11th or that he was going to weigh seven pounds, 11 ounces. It's crazy. And um, 7-Eleven, the gas station, actually gave him $7,111 toward a college oh, fund. Oh, that's cool. Because of how crazy it was. So hmm. it, I asked you guys, like, are there certain number sequences that you guys see? Because... I've always seen 318, which is my birthday, mm-hmm. and I've also seen my husband's birthday, 723, not as often, but I will always catch the clock at 318. I know a lot of people see 1111, mm-hmm. um, so I I decided to look into that a little bit. Um, amazingly, we've talked about angels before. Yep. Everybody has a guardian angel, and these are called angel numbers, 
And it is believed that your guardian angel is whispering to you to get your attention. Hmm. And it was actually the ancient Greek philosopher Pythagoras. I guess he's the dude that's responsible for the Pythagorean theorem. You know that thing that was like awful in school? Isn't it X equals negative B plus or minus <laughs> square know. root B squared minus 4AC over 2A? I don't think so. Maybe anyway, he first popularized the idea that all numbers have different vibrational properties. Um, since then, modern science and mathematics have proven that the world conforms to precise geometric mathematical principles. These principles govern everything from gravity to the movements of animals and the habits of humanity. Okay, it's not that's not the Pythagorean theorem. I didn't think. Keep going. <laughs> but, okay, so that's math and science is behind this, right? Okay. Um, in addition to sequential numbers, you may see a series of the same non-sequential numbers. So it doesn't have to be one, two, three, four, which I believe was yours. Twelve thirty-four. Yes, yeah, well, I have three of them. Oh, you didn't say that. 1234, 1251, and 1111. Okay, well, I, I have two of them then. Okay. This means you'll need to consider the meaning of each of the numbers separately and what they mean together as well. Mm-hmm. It's open to your interpretation based on what's happening in your life. Okay, so I went through, and the ones that you guys listed, I went ahead and looked those up. You can Google these. Like, they just, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Like, literally every combination of number has a reason. Sure. Um, so, my number, 318, it means good news for whoever receives it. This is your chance to leave behind anything that's stopping you from creating a great future for yourself. Your guardian angels are telling you that it's okay to try again because you deserve another shot at success and happiness. Hmm. I can't remember what I was doing, but <laughs> it's basically supposed to be reassurance in your moment of confusion. Don't be scared or intimidated to create a new beginning because this is what you need right now. Okay. One, two, three, four. Keep your life simple. It's also an invitation to be present in the moment and to keep working for your best life. Your angels want to reassure you that you're on the right track, even if you feel like your life is headed nowhere. Where you are right now will take you to the next chapter of your life, so be patient and keep the faith. Okay, I will. Thank you. And again, some of these were like super hokey, but I tried to grab the ones that made actual sense, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So there was one that was 28. Somebody saw 28. It's wealth and prosperity are on their way to you. So (laughs) good for you. Okay, have at it. Um, It's also a great time to pursue your passions because the energy that surrounds you is strong and positive. 1113. I saw somebody that said 1113. Um, when you keep seeing 1113 everywhere, there's no reason to be concerned. It doesn't mean that your life is in danger and no harm will come to you or your loved ones. The meaning of number 1113 speaks about assistance and how the divine realm will always extend it to you whenever you need help. You only need to call on your guardian angels and they'll come to your aid. So if you're going through a stressful and discouraging time in your life, you know, and you see 1113, might just remind you to say a quick prayer, you know, ask for some advice. Um, eleven, eleven. Okay, so this is where it gets interesting. When a number appears numerous times, it strengthens its meaning, mm-hmm. and it's called a master number. You are on the right path, and you're being assisted by your soul, spirit guides, and the universe to consciously grow and expand. Pay attention, be aware, and remember to stay grounded in the present moment. You are going through a spiritual awakening process, and you're being asked to tune into the love and synchronistic guidance that is always available to you. Okay, so there's all the numbers can be repeating. So I had some people that had seen 222, mm-hmm. 333. So I'm just going to go through each one real quick. It's like short little okay. things. Okay. So if you see 111, it's a wake-up call. 222 means you are being guided to seek balance. Okay. If you see 333, it means angels are nearby and whatever you've requested is on its way. <laughs> 444 means you're being called home. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's your earthly home or not. Just but, uh, time to check in with mom and dad. That's yeah. all, guys. 
555 is a sign that big changes are coming or that you have a fake phone number. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 666 means you're too focused on the material world. Or so. you're the devil himself. <laughs> yeah. 777 means you're on the right path. 888 is alerting you to prepare for a phase of your life to end. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, um, 999 is a sign of completion. And 000 means something has come full circle. Okay. So then there's this thing called your life path number. And if it corresponds with the numbers that you constantly see, it has an even bigger meaning. Um, so we're going to figure out Rachel's life path number. Oh, how exciting. I know. It's really, really fun. Okay. So this is using the science. <laughs> I don't know if it's a science, but it's <laughs> called numerology. <laughs> and Pythagoras himself had something to do with this. So basically he assigned like letters to numbers and it gives you like a meaning for your life path. So your life path number is derived from your birth date. So you reduce each unit, month, day, and year of your birth date to a single digit or master number. Add these three numbers together and reduce to a single digit or master number. Two digit numbers must be broken apart and added together until arriving at your master number. Okay. After much hard math, <laughs> I finally arrived at Rachel's life path number. Which is six, and we're going to scroll down and read it. Okay. Life path six is the most domestic of all life paths. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> and these individuals have strong parental instincts. Mm. Their focus is naturally on home, family, and community. Oh, my God, this is so you. Yeah. <laughs> they have a desire to rescue, mother, and nurture others. These people are learning about responsibility and with it, truth and justice. Mm, many, justice. <laughs> many times they'll be called to pick up the burden beyond their fair share. Path six men and women are sympathetic, loving, kind, generous, and filled with wisdom. They often take on an important role early in life, and it's critical that they learn to tend to themselves as they take care of others. The fine line between helping and enabling will often be crossed, and with it, they'll be given the opportunity to gain awareness regarding true acts of service. Oh. That's you. That's precious. Do you want to know what mine was? I do want to know. I'm a life path one. Those born with life path one are natural born leaders who seek independence and personal accomplishment. Many political and military leaders are on this path. These individuals are skilled at motivating and creatively inspiring others. Enthusiasm and initiation are among their strengths, and they usually overcome any obstacle in their way. Because of their strong drive to have it their way, they can lose sight of the needs and sensitivities of others. They need to be conscious of their potential to be overly selfish, demanding, and bossy. Number one, men and women are energetic Ouch. pioneers and hard workers. When they know what they want, they'll make it happen. Nice. Yeah, so obviously there's a flaw. <laughs> I grew up being called bossy, so I feel like it fits. My husband's fit him, so you'll have to do that with Ryan. I will. That's is. so cool. So let's just do a mock one so they really understand it. Yeah. Okay, so let's say your birthday is June, so 6, 8, June 8th, 1972. Okay. Okay. So you add up the year first, so you 1 plus 9 plus 7 plus 2. So, okay, so we're at 10, 17, 18, 19. Okay, then you add the 9 and 1 together, so that's 10. Damn it. So, the, no, and then okay. 1 and 0, so that's okay. a 1. So it's a 1. Yeah. So then you add 6, 8, and 1, correct? Yeah. Yes, so, so that's 14, 15, so then you add the 1 and the 5, and you arrive at a 6. So you're the same as Rachel. Okay, so 6. Does that make sense, guys? I think it does. So you can kind they of... They all respond with a resounding yes. Wow, okay, guys, not so loud. Okay. <laughs> 
calm down. All right. Okay. I'm glad you get it. I'm glad you understand. (laughs) So anyway, um, numerology involves a lot of different things. You can come up with your personality number. Um, It's like a whole long list, but I picked the life path number because I thought it was really cool. And I saw the descriptions of it. Um, if you want to read the one that I read it on, it's sagegoddess.com. <laughs> Sounds legit. <laughs> right? Um, but anyway, I just thought it was a fun little thing to end on. It had to do with the uh, the sequences and everything. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> I love that, guys. Well, since this episode was on dreams, we hope that you guys have... This is a very rare episode for us where it's just all pleasant. <laughs> really, have except for... sweet dreams, y'all. Yeah. Have sweet dreams, just, you know, put your little head down and maybe when you wake up, you can interpret what you just thought about. Good luck sleeping. Good luck sleeping, guys. Mm-hmm.